Once again, so please um, generate the motivation of bodhicitta, uh, thinking of all sentient beings who have been our parents, and so with the wish of leading all of them to the state of complete enlightenment. And so please listen to this teaching without wavering from this kind of motivation. Sanjumpayote that 
Eroni Maraman, Cheru Jubal, Asova, Cheju Sebasos. The Tang is under Trotrobin Sandawadan. Nanjova is a Telegin. JTP Marzavatan, Chubang Nambatzavatan. So what's about that Tamjela? I made the Shuba, that is so honor to you. That is a Toji Chubas. Toji Chubatella, wrong at Ta Madu Jendo, Gombang and the Maji Jendo. ダンダトトクチョバシエタルトジュジョバセウレ。テソンガドジテベトジュイニョムスイニョムジャンソンアテトジュイソムソングイエナヤンテテレテニンジテバモモジテバロマデベチエレチンジテパノマデバチエレテ
that uh, they are uh, actually uh, great practitioners. And so thinking that they are uh, great practitioners, they want also maybe other people to know that they are great practitioners and start to work around in a kind of a, a strange kind of uh, gears or, uh, with, or with nothing at all to kind of uh, show that, thinking that they are this great tetan or they are a great um, accomplished master or they are this great yogi, you know, and so wearing all sorts of things to, tr to show that and um, uh, engaging in all sorts of uh, strange activities. But this is uh, just uh, out of uh, it's a, a lack of carefulness, haven't uh, because of not having carefulness in mind and not really uh, seeing the situation, uh, checking the situation, that people engage in these kind of activities and behave in this way. And it, it is true that in the uh, in the secret mantra Vajrayana, then we um, we should um, think ourselves as uh, yogis. Uh, in this way and always kind of uh, engage in those kind of uh, uh, yogic uh, practices or having the, uh, uh, um, the the yogic conduct is something that which is very important. But it is something, even though so this is the case, we need to, um, and we need to keep that in mind, we should also be extremely careful of what people think. And we need to act in accordance with the view of the world, with the way uh, people see and otherwise, there's a great danger that they may lose faith in the teachings if they see how we behave and do not understand that kind of behavior as being part of a, a yogic practice or kind of a, a tantric practice, then they may uh, just very well lose faith. And so uh, we need to keep in mind um, this aspect, and this is extremely important, and this is key to the teachings as shown by the fact that the Buddha himself, you know, um, he was so out of his uh, carefulness, his care and paying really attention to the situation, so his carefulness, he uh, taught sentient beings in accordance with the way they think, in accordance to the way they see the world, and that's how the Nanyanas came about. So the Nanyanas were taught because they need different teachings for different kinds of beings. And so it is very, very important to have that kind of carefulness, to have carefulness in mind so as to be aware of what uh, people uh, think or how they receive things, how they view things, and act in accordance with that. And so carefulness is actually very important and key central to the, to the path. In order to uh, keep vows, for example, uh, vows of uh, individual liberation, such as vows of ordination, then it is by means of uh, carefulness that we be able to keep those vows. And likewise also with the Vajrayana vows, the vows of a secret mantra Vajrayana, the, uh, the Samayas, then also they are kept by means of the carefulness. It is by applying carefulness that we be able to, um, to keep the, those vows and, uh, and practice in such a way. And so that is why we shouldn't fall under the... Uh, uh, under, um, be careless but very much um, apply carefulness. Lebacha, 
So the uh, 19th uh, verse, it says, Wherever one stays with the desire to be the greatest, one will act in a traditional and clever fashion. Uh, but this is the cause of uh, falling from the highest to the lowest. So the um, um, act in a traditional or clever fashion, the more uh, literal translation would be to be, uh, to be disciplined, to be learned, to be kind-hearted, you know, those three qualities. So the uh, that is so wherever we uh, wherever we go wherever we we stay so if we we may want to be the um, you know uh, considered by others to be the best you know to always uh, be the greatest among others and um, so that for people to think that way and to have to to look at us in this way then we may very well uh, engage in. Um, and uh, to make sure that uh, we keep very well all our vows and samayas and so on, and uh, basically so being uh, really uh, cultivating those qualities, the, uh, those qualities of the um, great masters that are being learned, of being disciplined, of being kind-hearted, so that kind of uh, qualities. So we may very well want to, um, to cultivate those with the motivation of others recognizing us as being uh, uh, the best, you know, being this very good person, this, uh, this great person. And so, but that, that is, um, and so if for that, so we'll do, you know, whatever it takes. And so that is uh, being 
So uh, discipline that is respecting all our vows and all the uh, the vows of individual liberation, bodhisattva vows, and so on, presenting you know ourselves as if we really are respecting all the vows, and then um, being really disciplined. Uh, so that is being disciplined, respecting all the vows. Is being really learned, you know, really learning and uh, and uh, and being able to explain uh, very clearly all the teachings of sutras and tantras, and also being a kind-hearted. That is uh, to be really kind towards any uh, any sentient beings, everyone. And you'll be able to accomplish that, you know, if you put enough effort. Then it is sure that this will be accomplished. But this is not something that is. Um, there's not really a reliable kind of, uh, you know, those qualities that are developed out of this kind of motivations are not something that is um, that w- that is so reliable and that would uh, that would stay uh, for a long time because, as um, as it says, so the uh, um, it says, but this is the cause of falling from the highest to the lowest. That is, whatever is high will fall down inevitably. It's just the nature, the way things are. Whatever we're able to accumulate, such as food, clothing, money, and so on, then whatever is accumulated then will be uh, dispersed at some point, and we are going to, to lose that. Even this big temple that has been built here that looks so solid right now, if you come back to after 100 years, then it will start, um, start to fall apart. And it's just the nature of things. It's just the way things are. And so... We need to um, to realize that, uh, and then so that once um, so that um, to realize so that to to really uh, think about this and come to uh, to understand that whatever if we if we're just interested in getting you know uh, some kind of progress and kind of a high position and so on, then this in the end we are going to lose and and that is not the uh, the kind of motivation with which we should approach the teachings and there is also not much point in cultivating uh, those qualities of learnedness of disciplines of kind uh, of being kind hearted just for the sake of others you know recognizing us as someone you know great and and so on and the uh, it is the only point is to do this out of a motivation of bodhicitta genuinely pledging that until we reach enlightenment, then we'll be acting in this way, developing those qualities for the sake of sentient beings, so that all sentient beings reach enlightenment. And to make this strong pledge not to abandon that vow, a pledge of um, of the bodhicitta. Uh, otherwise, uh, it won't be. It won't be. Those qualities won't be really stable and reliable. They won't be so beneficial. Nezuba, Gunza 
So the um, the twentieth um, verse, and so it says, whether one dwells in villages, monasteries, or mountain retreats, without searching for intimates, one should be friends with all, but with neither intimacy nor animosity. To keep one's independence is my advice from the heart. So wherever um, we go, whether in villages or we stay in monasteries, or we stay in the, um, in the mountains, in kind of uh, isolated places, uh, whether it be uh, alone or with, um, with people, or just with a few people, like in a, a more uh, larger gathering, um, it is important that, uh, uh, to be nice to people, but without you know, particularly s- searching to be uh, intimate with, with people, you know, to immediately try to be friend with people and so on. There are, you know, there are people like that who just, you know, wherever they go, as soon as they arrive, they already start, you know, they talk to everybody and they befriend everybody immediately, you know, talk and, uh, and have a lot of friends immediately. And that is, um, you know, there are people like that. But then, uh, you know, also, uh, I mean, I have uh, campuses, I have many friends, but then also I have uh, many fights. You know, it's like as soon as you have, you know, people, then you, you get in trouble somehow. You know, this is, as uh, Shantideva said, you know, uh, in, in one, one instance you're your, your friend and one instant your enemies, you know. 
So that is people who just, uh, the, the first instant you, you're very good friends and then the next instant you're just fighting each other. That's just the way things are. And so it is important not to, as uh, so Long Chambas says, it says without searching for intimates, one should be friends with all. So that means still being nice to others, so making sure that we do not harm others and we do not uh, create you know, trouble. Because if uh, we are not... Um, if we're not friends with others, if they don't like us, well, we'll be fighting, isn't it? If you're not someone that they like, then there's someone that uh, you're more considered like an enemy or someone to, um, that uh, they're going to create trouble to. And so it is important so to be uh, friends with, uh, with all. And um, And so the um, and they are uh, so it is important so to to kind of keep one's ground also and because there are people so always being nice to people and be friend with be friendly with people because uh, there are people you know who uh, just uh, always get into some trouble and some fights you know people get angry a few times every day uh, others who are uh, uh, the one we call wise are those people who can hold their ground for, you know for uh, weeks at a time or even years you know. But there's uh, others who are a little bit more uh, kind of, um, how would you say, uh, who get r uh, angry uh, more readily. And so um, th those are, um, um, but that we should avoid being like that and we should uh, very much try to always uh, befriend and to be uh, nice to others and to have that kind of uh, uh, stability so that uh, to hold, basically to always uh, hold one's ground, you know, and holding one's ground also, that is, um, uh, because as the, uh, uh, the the Buddha said, so we just, uh, he said that uh, we should um, always uh, stay uh, relaxed and at ease in order to accomplish the three trainings, and that beyond that, you know, we don't, we shouldn't uh, get involved in any kind of a, a trouble or argument with people, but very much behave in accordance with the way of people. And the main thing being the three training, and so that our mind stays at, at peace and being relaxed so that we can really uh, engage with those uh, three trainings, the uh, trainings in, the, in discipline, in meditative concentration, and in wisdom. And as uh, Patra Rinpoche said <coughs> also, um, said that, you know, we may want also to be a really a, a kind of a, you know, the people who are really um, honest and very direct, you know, they always th say what they think. And being very honest people, uh, yet, you know, that can create a lot of trouble because some people don't like to hear, you know, certain truth. And so it is important, therefore, to know uh, the, um, also what, uh, what's uh, advisable and what is not because it is, um, it is much more uh, pleasant to be a, never to uh, get into a, a fight or anything. Even if you're, you know, it, it comes from a um, good heart and you're really honest and you tell people what, you know, uh, the truth, you know, very, um, that you're kind of this very uh, stiff person, if you want, that you always tell the truth, always say what is for what is, then you'll get yourself in a lot of trouble, even though you have the best of intentions. And so it's much more comfortable and it's much better also for, so for our mind also to be very much aware of what people think and to really talk in accordance and to behave in accordance with that and not to engage in any fight. So that is the advice that Long Chempa is giving.
嗯，但是说说那个年纪吧，爹爹父母说话叫他说，总不可能纯粹就把养死。人生，岁数大，年纪不就是，老年就把可以你当命死。俺的，那现在天生的不作用吧？爹爹父母，亲爸，爹爸
here, so um, we're talking about um, when the um, the um, like the, the the sponsors are coming. The it says the uh, the patrons or important people pa people that are responsible for sustenance are give us money so that we, we can continue the practice and so on or like um, great being like a like a lama and so on when the great lama is coming then you know then we prostrate and we are very kind and do do all the things that uh, pouring water and so on but then when it's an ordinary person then <laughs> sorry when it's an ordinary person uh, then you know we don't uh, have the same consideration for them and uh, and don't do um, the same kind of things. Um, <laughs> so there's a story like that in the um, in the Kunzala Michelon. Um, you know, there's this uh, Kadampa master. I forgot the name. I can't remember what she says, but that he um, so he was staying on retreat and then one day his sponsor was supposed to come, and so the. Um, uh, then you know, knowing that, then he uh, he cleaned up his room very well and arranged the shrine in the most beautiful way and uh, did all this work in the morning. And then he uh, then he sat waiting for the uh, for the master and looking at the room. And then uh, as he sat there looking at you know his work and how beautiful it looked, he just realized that there was um, uh, actually the motivation that he was coming was not the best possible motivation. He um, he realized that there was kind of a out of a selfish kind of motivation, wanting to impress the uh, the sponsor, wanting the sponsor to think uh, to think good of him, and uh, and so he uh, um, instead so he took some some dust and threw it on the uh, on the altar and and everywhere. So that is the um, um, what he did, you know, and that we need to. Um, I mean, in Tibet, this is that was one of the the worst thing, you know. That was it, if you had like uh, this kind of uh, dust everywhere, and then that that um, that looked uh, very bad. And so that's why he threw the uh, the dust. Um, nowadays, that would be more like if you if you really wear you know your best clothes and really fancy clothes, and uh, then you start you know walking like as if you are a narat or something like that. When you when you talk, you know you really talk like a like the uh, great bodhisattva, and uh, you know have that kind of uh, um, kind of attitude if you want. But the um, that comes from kind of motivation of wanting to um, impress people. You know, it doesn't come from the best possible places. It doesn't come from a kind of a selfish kind of motivation, doing that for the sake of, of all sentient beings, but just as a way to uh, to impress um, others. And so. That's what it says, um, but feigning on account of others, uh, so that is pretending uh, on account of others, because there are others and you want to impress them, then you want others to think that you know you're like a great practitioner or that you have some kind of uh, you know you've reached certain level of realization in your practice or that uh, even you have some kind of particular powers that came from your practice, then uh, you know you act in this way. But that uh, Longchenpa say we should avoid, and um, that uh, we should um, because then that causes it says one, that causes one to entangle oneself. That is the, the cause of uh, of negativity, and that is not the kind of motivation that we should have. Uh, instead, it says to act with uniform uh, taste. That is um, really um, always acting. You know, not. Um, in the same way towards uh, towards everybody and not uh, trying to impress some people and so on because then that will cause uh, that will uh, that will um, lead us astray.
嗯,他的那些年长年吧。呃,那個我們不是的something,我們都沒有什麼。但沒有叫我的自己,自己吧。但沒把心裡,沒有寫過呢,也那,那把那個pain Mole Yenna Shabby There are innumerable writings upon divination, astrology, medicine, and so on. Although they all deal with the methods based upon the interdependent links leading to omniscience, to become very fond of these various things will scatter one's contemplation. So to minimize the study of these sciences is my advice from the heart. So uh, when we talk about so the, uh, the different sciences, they have uh, some uh, benefit on a kind of an immediate level. There are things that are helpful for people. And um, but they represent, uh, represent a lot of work for ourselves. We need to study a lot, and this is, um, there's a lot to do. For example, when you, um, when you do divination, so doing divination or astrology and so on, or uh, medicine, 
Well, uh, with the medicine, we are able to really help people, uh, kind of uh, anyone sick, you know, we can help them and uh, uh, help them feeling better. And but then, and in the same way, also divinations, if they are done, you know, in the right way, if they are good divinations, they are, uh, they can really help. Or astrology, also, then uh, with astrology, then we are able to know what uh, is going to happen. And then that these things that could be beneficial even for for the teachings of the Dharma. But um, all of those, the uh, divinations, the astrology, uh, medicine, and so on, needs requires a lot of study. You don't just, you know, gain the ability to do this just right away. It is based on the, a lot of study, to putting a lot of time and effort that we gain the ability to um, to do this and to be of benefit through this. So. Um, it says even though so they all. Um, benefit people and they all um, are the cause or part of the uh, it says although they all deal with the methods based upon the interdependent links that lead to omniscience so they all um, actually are uh, causes or play a role in um, on our path to omniscience yet um, it says to um, become very fond of these various things will scatter one's contemplation so when we do that then our minds get uh, agitated or we're very busy doing a lot of things and so this doesn't help our uh, meditative concentration we're not able to really uh, to really focus on the uh, on the practice and so there was a um uh, Dijon Rinpoche had a, an example like that there's a um saying that the um uh, it's like um a deer who has a great um, antlers or horn and they're really beautiful but then it doesn't prevent the uh, uh, tiger or other animals to uh, uh, to kill them and eat them. And so it is the, the same also that uh, we shouldn't pay, spend too much time on those kind of activities, but very div uh, very much devote ourselves to the um, to the actual practice of the uh, of the samadhi, the practice of the dharma. So to minimize the study of these sciences is my advice from the heart. Combatisson, Tay Tell a tasha. Tell a tea, turn to Juris, turn to the missing in the 
Twenty-third. At the time one stays inside arranging the interior, one may thus have all comforts in the midst of solitude. But this is how to fritter away one's whole life on trivial poor details. To put off all these activities is my advice from the heart. So the um, the um, it says when so when we stay, you know at home and we may, you know, spend uh, time arranging it nicely and make it really comfortable and clean it up and all nice and uh, uh, pleasant. But uh, Longchampa says we, we should abandon those kind of uh, activities, kind of uh, most of them being quite irrelevant. And um, that is, and it says, um, one may thus have all comforts in the midst of solitude. That means on retreat. When you're on retreat, and so people may... Um, uh, spend time, you know, like they don't have, you know, much in your room. You're just in your in your room where you practice. Like you have this uh, this chair, this wooden chair. Like this person who was, you know, spending time making sure that he's, he was the the shine of the chair was, uh, of the chair was really nice. You know, putting some varnish and uh, making, you know, spending time doing this. Or if you have hair, uh, you know, combing your hair, making sure you know you look good, and you know, having shower, cleaning up, and all that. And uh, making sure that, uh, you know, your appearance, your physical appearance is uh, as attractive as possible, which on retreat doesn't make m- m- much sense. Um, and so that, that is, uh, so also all sort of activities also that you could, you could do, you know, things like to arrange your room or to fix your, your clothes or uh, whatever. But actually the point of um, uh, being on retreat is to... Um, um, to uh, kind of be away from all the um, those activities that usually take uh, time from us to be able to devote ourselves totally to the practice, but then so if we bring in all those uh, kind of uh, things in the in the retreat, then we're kind of missing the point, and so this is as the uh, uh, the great master so uh, Patro Rumchi said that is uh, that um, we need to. Um, to um, um, that this this life is um, um, is uh, ephemeral, and uh, every second that passed, then we're losing, uh, we, we're getting closer to death, and so this we need to to realize. And having realized that, then we understand that the uh, the thing that we have to do is to abandon all those kind of uh, pointless, useless activities, and to devote ourselves solely to uh, taming our mind, to uh, develop the wisdom within ourselves and to work with our mind. And all the other activities, then we should as much as possible abandon. 
Twenty-fourth uh, verse it says, "Learned, virtuous, and so on, also having some diligence towards accomplishment. Thus, one's personal qualities may reach their peak, but the clingings associated with uh, with this will just entangle oneself. So, to know how to be free without uh, egocentricity is my advice from the heart. So, the." Um, so it talks again about those mm, qualities that are uh, developed through the uh, the practice that, uh, for example, someone who is a practitioner and uh, develops certain qualities or as a, um, someone who is learned in the different texts and um, has gained some qualities also as a result of years of practice. Um, but then still this person may have some kind of a um, bias uh, for... Um, a uh, kind of um, attitude. They may have developed uh, some qualities, but they still, in their mind, they are not completely um, open to everything. There's still some bias in their mind. There's still um, that is, um, as was said, uh, for example, having considering that one's own uh, the, the teachings of one's own tradition, um, then one's own view is t- is the best view, and still having that kind of uh, clinging. For example, say, let's say you know I am Sakyapa and considering so that the teachings of the Sakyapa are the best teachings and having that kind of uh, attachment or and uh, aversion towards um, others, you know, that kind of a subtle kind of attachment and aversion. 
Well, that is an obstacle to realization. Realization will not come if we have still, you know, some kind of, some form of attachment in our mind. And so, for us, uh, beginners, so it is important that we come to know the, uh, the different philosophical tenets, the different teachings, and that we develop a confidence in, um, in those teachings, a confidence that arises from understanding, and so that we need to work in order to, uh, to get to that, to develop that kind of uh, confident um, understanding or um, uh, confidence in the, in the teachings. But at the same time, also, we need to realize that all the, um, as it says, you know, all the Buddhas are in, uh, all the victorious Buddhas are in their wisdom mind one. And so that means that at that level, at the level of realization, there's no such thing as a bias for one or, or for the other. It is all beyond that. And so what Longchenpa is saying in this verse is that we should have those qualities of being learned, of being um, so um, virtuous or to be disciplined, um, and so on, to be kind-hearted, but without any sort of bias in our mind and to be beyond that. So that is the, um, his advice from the heart. ジェンジュシチンラニンエンドジュメサンジマコイニンドミンチダデメサンジマイドンディトトララニトトジュチュバタンエシチャンブジュユデビンバレエンダデトトセララソバトナンカネトジャバタンシンカレセランババラソ
To make hail and um, thunder fall, cast magic spells. While protecting oneself from all these, one may think to subdue what has to be subdued, but by burning another's being, one will end up in the lower realms. To remain remain humble is my advice from the heart. So um, that is so about um, how important it is to uh, remain humble, to be humble as part of the path, and it explains why. That is, if uh, oneself, so um, we are quite uh, we have gained some some realization or even like a, a great um, uh, realized uh, yogi who have some uh, have some kind of power then um, so much so that we are able to uh, uh, to um, to block or to prevent the um, hail or the um, uh, thunder to uh, to fall and to um, to create uh, trouble for example in Tibet the um, hail was uh, uh, was a, a very big problem because it would destroy all the uh, the harvest, and so it was very important to be able to uh, to to prevent hail from from falling when there was uh, hailstorms and so on, and so this this was a, a very important uh, activity, and so people who do that would um, um, would uh, accomplish this kind of uh, um, activities like the uh, of of dogpa of uh, repelling those kind of uh, negativities that were coming. It says, uh, to make hail and thunder fall, cast magic spells. While protecting oneself from all these, one may think to subdue what has to be subdued. And so when doing that, so we, uh, we prevent so, uh, trouble that, that come to people and, um, and uh, protecting them from, this, uh, from all those trouble. And so may, uh, we think that those are um, very valuable uh, activities that we are really doing what needs to be done in order to help um, to be help others. And it says, but by burning another's being, one will end up in the lower realms. That is, when we, um, so if we block the, um, the uh, um, hell, but then also if we um, kind of uh, prevent the, uh, some of the, um, for example, the gods or the nagas and so on to, to bring harm, then in those activities, so there are many different kinds of activities that the yogis uh, can accomplish for that, but then some of uh, uh, kind of uh, liberation or some like uh, um, through the the fire and burning, uh, burning them away and so on. And um, in in doing this kind of things, so it is important 
that um, the uh, the motivation uh, should not be mixed with uh, some aversion, because then that would be the cause for uh, being born in the lower realms. But then, so if in the um, um, in doing that anyway, whatever, if we kind of uh, uh, harm the uh, uh, the nagas who try to harm and to 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 block them to prevent them then we are creating in their mind some kind of aversion. We are harming them, and this is a negativity, this is a negative. And so the, uh, uh, the yogi, when they are practicing in this way, or uh, a yogi for, uh, for us practitioners, in order to reach liberation, uh, we need to... It is, it is done only on the basis of uh, compassion, and um, the, this kind of motivation, this kind of uh, loving uh, kind of attitude of uh, compassion. And it is, uh, cannot be um, achieved if we still have some kind of aversion in our mind. And so the most important thing to, uh, uh, to tame or to subdue is our own mind. And if we're just spending time, so practicing, and we're doing practices to repel obstacles with, with um, somewhat aversion in our mind for those um, obstacles that we are repelling, then we won't be able to reach liberation. And it is only if we are subduing actually our own mind, then we'll be able to, to reach the liberation. And so that is why it is so important to keep, uh, to remain humble. And uh, that is not to go around and say, well, I can do these practices, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. This is uh, re really uh, what it means to remain humble, is to really avoid you know, as much as possible to say anything like that. Oh yeah, I know how to do this, I'm good at this. And uh, because that, that, that would just um, create the wrong kind of uh, motivation and it just will end up, as it says, in the low realms because there'll be some uh, attachment and aversion involved and as a result, so uh, a lower rebirth. And so that basically those are obstacles on the path. And so that is why so Long Champa says it is so important to remain humble. And the way that it is done in the, like the, the, the great masters and particularly in Tibet is that they never say that they know how to do something. Even though they know, they know perfectly. They are you know, very learned, very realized. But if you ask them, they say, oh no, I don't know. Oh no, I don't have this kind of realization. Even though they may have it, they keep it hidden. And so that is the um, way of, uh, says, um, um, to remain humble and the uh, literally, if you translate it, to keep really a lower, uh, a low kind of a position, a low profile, if you want. And so that is even you know great accomplished master that were in Tibet. They would just keep their qualities hidden. They won't go about and uh, say that uh, that they um, they have a certain realization and so on. But if you ask them, they just act as if you know completely ordinary or um, even like inferior to you, oh no, I don't know anything about this, you know. I don't have any kind of realization. I couldn't, I couldn't do this kind of practices for you, um, and so on. It is only when uh, they, reach, um, they, they reach complete enlightenment at Buddhahood that all those qualities manifest and that we realize, oh wow, they were such a, a great master. But before, uh, they, they really keep those hidden. And so this is a very important point. Mm, Jundi 
Twenty-six. One might have an abundance of all desirable texts, spoken advices, notes, and so on, but if one does not put them into practice at the time of death, they will be of no use. To study one's mind is my advice from the heart. So you may have all the texts that you wish, you know, all the uh, all the texts from the sutras, from the three pitakas, from the four sections of the tantras, and um, a lot of. Uh, really um, special and profound advice and all those that uh, if you want to gather this kind of text then you can, you know, this is possible you'll be able to have, you know uh, all the text that you want but if you don't put them into practice then there's no benefit so if you just accumulate books um, like myself, for example I have plenty of books, my room is full of books uh, so much so they don't even fit in the room anymore um, but the, um, the thing is that I can't read them Anyway, because uh, I have, you know, my eyesight is not so good these days, and I'm pretty busy, so I just I just keep the books. I even have a I'm having an extra kind of library made at the moment because they don't fit in the room. So the only thing I do is to keep books, you know. So that is um, and that is not the point. What uh, Longchenpa is saying that um, we shouldn't be doing this. 
uh, that whatever uh, text that we have, then we should, we know those whatever profound advice, then we should put them into practice. And as the great master so Shantideva said, that the, um, the cure for the disease is the medicine, but if you do not take the medicine, then uh, you won't be free from the from the disease. So the uh, it is uh, you know the um, if you're sick, then the instructions for how to cure the disease are found in the books and medicine, and so they tell you which medicine you need, and so in this way you can identify the proper medicine. But then unless you take it, that won't be any you know that won't have any benefit. If you if you know which one it is, you found it, you have it, but you don't take it then you won't be cured. So that's the same also with, those, with these teachings. Uh, we need to um, not just keep the books, but actually read them, and having read them, really uh, uh, put them into practice, really actualize what, um, what they try to bring and those teachings that are there and apply them to ourselves. Uh, so this is, the, uh, um, this is important so that we really uh, focus and apply those teachings uh, to ourselves. And that is, um, but that might not be, uh, you know, so easy just to um, to apply the teachings. You know, it might just be easier just to, just to read them and leave them like that. But actually, we need to. Um, the important point is that we apply those teachings uh, to ourselves, and that we train our own mind. That is uh, the purpose of those books, and that's why we have those kind of texts. And so that is, uh, so the point that is, they should bring us. To um, so by t- uh, to tame our mind, they should bring us to realize so the um, the nature of our mind. So that might be difficult. Um, maybe for others, it's just uh, a little bit easier, and they had the opportunity to see the nature of mind. But then, whatever the case, it is important that we apply those teachings, whatever teaching. We do, we don't just keep them, but we really you know uh, apply them to ourselves to our own mind in order to tame our mind, in order to eliminate the destructive emotions. And so as a beginner, the most important thing is not so much how many books you have, but more how much you apply mindfulness and um, awareness. Those are the key in order to train our mind, in order to um, to uh, develop, to, to come to realize uh, the view, then we need to apply mindfulness and awareness. And so um, that's why uh, Longchenpa advises to study one's mind is my advice from the heart. Sanatani. <laughs> Shambachua, <laughs> 
Twenty-seventh verse says, At the time one practices one pointedly, one may have experiences and discuss them with others, write spiritual verses and sing songs of realization. Although such things are natural manifestations of the practice of these experiences, they will increase wandering thoughts. So to keep away from intellectualization is my advice from the heart. So that is, the um, when we practice, there's many different practices that we may do when we practice uh, one pointedly, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll gain some uh, realization and um, experiences. Uh, experiences and realization will arise. And, and then, and those are, are natural, uh, so it says natural expressions, you know, as it says in the, uh, um, like in the, um, in the, in the in the fields or in the uh, in um, in India, there's o- you have all sorts of flowers that grow. So it's the same. Also, when you practice, there's all sorts of experience that arise. Um, it's part of it. But uh, what we should avoid is to um, uh, to really engage uh, with them in the in the wrong way. That is, um, you know, even though so those experiences arise, and even though so they are the expression of the uh, the dynamic energy of the rigpa manifesting in this way appearing in this way now there can very much be also the occasion for the um, for the thoughts for the the namtok the thoughts to uh, start to increase and to to rise more and more so that is when we have those kinds of uh, of experience whenever they arise then we should uh, very much stay in the uh, in the, in the view and not engage in all those um, activities but it says keep away from intellectualization so that is uh, be free from the uh, in the intellectual mind or um the uh, all the concepts basically being this um so this uh, being in the um in what it says the uh, the great freedom of all conceptual elaborations that means you know resting in that view beyond the uh, the conceptual elaboration and not start to um to uh, conceptualize about those mm ndinema Padunobo Nebus, 
The uh, 28th uh, verse, so that is uh, the introduction to the, uh, to the view, so that is the, uh, the most profound, I believe the most profound um, instruction in those uh, 30 verses, the most important shloka is, uh, is this one, the 28th, which so um, introduces us, presents us with the, uh, with the view. It says, whatever thoughts arise, it is important to stare at them. Thus, when one has a clear understanding of the mind, it is important to remain with it and although there is nothing to meditate upon, it is important to remain in such meditation. To be always attentive is my advice from the heart. So, says so there is uh, so three things that are that we should cherish. That are says here that are important that we should uh, we should cherish, and that um, I believe correspond to these uh, those three words of uh, Garb Doji on which uh, Patramuchi composed a, a commentary, uh, saying that. Um, uh, which are introducing the uh, uh, directly the rigpa in, in, in itself, the um, deciding upon one thing and one thing only, and then the liberation directly into the uh, rising thoughts. And so, um, uh, liberation directly of the rising thoughts. And so, this um, um, so that means that um, we have you know all sorts of thoughts, nam talk arising, there could be, you know, positive thoughts, negative thoughts, all sort of nam uh, nam talk or thoughts arise. Um, But then as uh, beginners, so the way to to deal with those when we're beginners on the path is uh, to apply different antidotes. So when desire arises, for example, we meditate on um, ugliness or uh, when aversion uh, or anger arises, then we meditate on a loving kindness. When ignorance uh, is strong, then we uh, apply the antidote of uh, meditating, reflecting upon interdependence. So there are many uh, different antidotes that are applied to the many different uh, kind of nam talk or thoughts that can arise in our mind. But in the Dzogchen, it's said that there is no need for those. Dzogchen is like the panacea, the medicine that can cure all the other diseases. So when you have that one, then you don't need to get any other one for specific disease. It can cure all the uh, all the different ills that we can have. And and the way that this is done is that the uh, when the uh, the the namtok when the thought arises we should not follow after the thought. We just rest in meditation. E- otherwise, the, uh, the practice is lost. If uh, when a thought arises, then we start to re-engage with the thought and follow after the thought and g- get fully uh, engaged with the, uh, with the thought, then the meditation is lost. So whenever a thought arises, 
then we shouldn't follow after the thought. Just let the thought that arises, arises. Because in in other hand also, we shouldn't block the thoughts. You know, whatever thought arises, just let it arise. There's no like, a, they're all allowed to arise. The thing is that all those thoughts, all those non-talk, are actually, in essence, uh, devoid of any uh, kind of a existence of themselves. They are um, they are empty. And that if we look, so whatever thought arise, if we look into the thought that we see that it, it doesn't exist, it is liberated. Just by looking into it, since it doesn't have any essence, any reality of itself, then it is uh, liberated. And so the important thing, that, um, so the uh, what um, Longchenpa is saying is that to be always attentive, that is this mind that is um, not distracted in, in Tibetan Mayang, so being uh, not being distracted is uh, the uh, the important um, important point. Therefore, うん、だんだんだ、じゃあ、とでじゃばちさ、ちかちゃんでじゃせせでしょと、かちゃんもさちもいしびだなり、じじじゃかちゃんでじゃせせせ。さちちごうです。さんたちゅうた、さんたち
In the midst of emptiness, acting according to the law of cause and effect, having understood non-action, keeping the three vows with absolute compassion, may we strive for the benefit of all beings. To unite the two accumulations is my advice from the heart. So here it's talking about the, um, the action. So once we've been... Um, we've recognized the view, that means we've been introduced to the nature of mind and we've recognized that, then how do we uh, go about, you know, engaging in the actions? And so, so the, uh, when, um, say so, in the midst of emptiness, acting according to the law of cause and effect and having uh, understood non-action, keeping the three vows with absolute compassion, may we stri strive for the benefit of all beings. So that is, once we've been so uh, introduced to the uh, to the views, uh, we need to keep that view to keep you know that view with us. So that corresponds to the second of the three words of uh, of Garab Doje, that is to decide upon one thing and one thing only. So keeping that view, once we've been uh, introduced, so always keeping with that, having made that kind of a firm uh, decision, and and so and so maintaining that throughout uh, whatever we do. And it is said that in the uh, in the Dzogchen, so there's no um, uh, there's no um, no one who meditates, no nothing to meditate upon, and usually in the uh, the lower approaches, there is always you know something that we meditate upon and something and um, a meditator. But then uh, here in the um, in the Dzogchen, the approach when we uh, this is meditating is uh, the Dzogchen meditation is just resting in the rigpa. What uh, is just resting in the rigpa is what we call a meditation. So this, um, so we need to, um, um, so that that is the meditation. And usually, so there is uh, this distinction that is made between the meditation and uh, the post-meditation. And so, and that goes with this distinction also with uh, what um, what exists, what is, and what is not, and have this kind of clarity. Uh, between uh, uh, things existent or non-existent, and so on, and so this is um, that has to do so therefore with this aspect of the uh, the, the, um, the time of the meditation and the post-meditation, and so there is, uh, for example, in the lower approaches, like in the sutras, there is this uh, example of giving the uh, that in the post-meditation we should be like the um, the elephant. The elephant said to be always in meditation, no matter what he does, because of the way he, he, it looks. You know, always look kind of straight and looks very concentrated in whatever he does, whenever it eats or goes, or looks very concentrated in this way. But uh, so, so the point here is that um, likewise, also in whatever we do, we should keep maintain that kind of uh, awareness and that kind of uh, uh, that kind of view in the um, in the uh, and not dissociating actually the uh, the meditation uh, from the post meditation and this is explained uh, quite clearly in the uh, the zindri to the uh, to the words of my perfect teacher uh, it explains uh, it presents that and how we shouldn't so make this kind of distinction distinguish between the meditation and uh, the post meditation 
So uh, whatever uh, kind of uh, realization, whatever we got as a kind of stability in our practice, a kind of clarity, while in um, in formal session of practice, then we need to maintain that in the post meditation whenever we engage with the uh, ordinary activities of the world. But then if on the um, if on the contrary, so while we are practicing, we gain a certain realization, you know, we have we can remain in the view, remain in the rigpa to some extent. But then in the post meditation when we are uh, so after the, the time of formal practice, then we do the things that we have to do and engage with ordinary mundane activity. Then if we um, if we forget all about the view, we don't maintain that view that we acquired in the practice, then it is a little bit, the example is of uh, if you have like a, a piece of wood in the fire. So when it's in the stove, it's red. And when you take it out, it's black. You know, it just immediately kind of turns black and there's no more fire. Then you put it again in contact with the heat uh, in the in the stove, then it, it becomes you know red again. You take it out, and then becomes black again. That is not what you want to to do. This is not the approach. The approach is to uh, very much uh, maintain at all, all times uh, this kind of uh, awareness, and so not to be uh, distracted at all times. Mm. Mimi え、<音><音> Dumbasso,そうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそ
there is uh, the two accumulations. There is the aspect of accumulations of, of wisdom with, through the view and the accumulation of, of merit and as uh, through our actions. As Guru Mbichi said, so uh, my view is as, um, as, hi um, as high as uh, space, uh, yet my actions are as fine as grain of flour. That means that uh, even though so his view, he has the uh, actualized uh, the highest uh, view, then yet at the same time when he acts, he's uh, extremely uh, careful to respect the law of karma cause and effect. And so this is the way that uh, we should um, we should engage uh, in this and the kind of uh, um, in the uh, in the actions so that that is um, so in the midst of emptiness. Even though we have that view and through which we accumulate the uh, the wisdom, yet when uh, acting, then we should act according to the law of cause and effect, accum accumulating merit in this way by having an understood non-action. Uh, it says, having understood non-action, non so that is uh, by means of the uh, the actions of the. Um, it says the uh, keeping the three vows. The three vows being the vows, the vow of individual liberation, the Bodhisattva vows, and the um, the vows of uh, the Samaya of the Vidyadharas. And so that is um, by uh, keeping uh, keeping those uh, uh, genuinely uh, that. Um, uh, that we accomplish those, seeing at the same time with the view of seeing that uh, the uh, <coughs> actions are being um, empty or devoid of uh, any inherent kind of existence. So that is the uh, the non-action, and um, with uh, absolute um, with absolute um, compassion. So that is this uh, compassion, which is without um, without uh, without focus. So. That is, um, um, that is, so to, um, and seeing, so the non-action and seeing that actually we are uh, beyond, so um, seeing that whether it is positive actions or negative actions, they are devoid of inherent existence of themselves, seeing that how virtue is empty or evil is empty, yet at the same time be completely respectful of this um, aspect of reality that is the law of cause and effect. So from that view, and out of that, because of that view, then we have the compassion that is uh, without, uh, without focus, without um, any reference point. And um, because of that uh, compassion without any reference point, we are able to act for the benefit of all beings. And so in this way, um, we unite, we bring together in our practice the two accumulations. Dodu Agent 
So the um, the verse uh, thirty and the uh, the last paragraph as well are the uh, correspond to the uh, the virtuous um, end. So uh, concluding uh, in the virtuous way the um, the text of the teaching. So in the verse thirty it says one has uh, followed many wise and one has followed many wise and accomplished gurus, received many profound instructions, and looked through a few sutras and tantras. Still, one does not apply them. Alas, one is just deceiving oneself. So uh, here Longchenpa is talking about himself and says that he, uh, he met uh, many great teachers and he received uh, a great deal of uh, instructions from them and uh, teachings from the uh, the three pitakas and um, many different uh, teachings so he received and um he uh, he was um and he said also that he himself so looked through a few sutras and tantras so he read a few uh, a few teachings uh, in this way and um but he says still he does not apply them to himself so even though so he's uh, He's um, he studied a little bit and then received those teachings from those great masters, has met those great masters. So he doesn't really apply them to, to himself. He's seen the meaning of, of those teachings, but, uh, but he's not really fully applying them to himself. And um, here, so it is more, <coughs> it's not to take too literally, it's more like uh, Longchenpa, he's uh, trying to help us here and to teach us, not that he was not able to uh, actually, actually uh, do that himself, but it's more for us, you know, for the sake of uh, followers, of people coming after him and uh, and studying the teachings. So he speaks in this way, as a way to uh, to help us uh, on the path, and so um, as a way to be of uh, of benefit. So that's why he says um, that um, he's just uh, deceiving himself, and that's um, when he said at the beginning that he, you know he wrote these texts for for himself and people like himself also. So uh, that's uh, as a way to kind of, uh, he wrote this text as a way to spare himself to practice and to really um, come to really take those teachings to heart. Mm, Jesus 
So the uh, th the verse 30, uh, 31 says, Thus, for myself and those uh, alike me, I have spoken these 30 pieces of advice from the heart. Whatever little merit may arise from such spirit of renunciation, May all beings be guided in the wild expenses of existence and be established in the great bliss. By walking in the footsteps of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the three times and of all the great saints, may we become their supreme sons. So um, this urged by a little bit of renunciation, Sutim Nodro conceived these 30 pieces of advice from his heart. So this um, so this takes so... Um, uh, uh, the, uh, the omniscient Longchenpa so composed um, out of uh, uh, motivated by uh, renunciation he said a little bit of renunciation so he had a bit of a renunciation and so because of that that's what kind of uh, uh, gave him the uh, impetus to um, to write that text and the, the motivation to to write this to write this uh, short text uh, text in uh, it says these uh, 30 um uh, verses, or that is, um, thirty pieces of advice from the heart. There is actually uh, thirty uh, thirty-three shlokas in the in the text, since there is one verse of homage at the beginning, one verse presenting the uh, uh, the, the the pledge at the composition of the reason for uh, composing the text, and then as it, at the end is one concluding uh, uh, verse also with the uh, the dedication and the aspiration prayer. So that's uh, the verse we are in, where. Um, so uh, Longchenpa so dedicates 
the merit that is has been accumulated to the uh, to the liberation of all sentient beings. So making this aspiration that uh, all sentient beings so be uh, says uh, guided in the wild expenses of existence, and um, the wild expenses of uh, existence. That means that there is uh, it is a place without uh, protection, without the um, the protection being. Uh, so it is um, being the uh, the Dharma, the sacred Dharma, and so the uh, the Dharma and especially practiced genuinely is extremely rare, and so that's why he's talking about the uh, the wild expanse of existence, and so may all these beings be guided in this in the situation they live in, where the Dharma is rare, and be established in the great bliss, and by walking in the footsteps of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the three times of the past, present, and future, and of all the great masters of the past, may um, may we become also their supreme sons. So that is the uh, the dedication and the aspiration that uh, uh, Longchenpa made in the um, at the conclusion of this text. <laughs> Nebanjo And so the last um, uh, sentence reads, this urged by a little bit of uh, renunciation, thus, so sorry, thus urged by a little bit of renunciation, Sutum Nodro conceived these 30 pieces of advice from his heart. So again, Sutum Nodro being another name for Longchenpa. And then uh, Kenan Pichisa read the first uh, two uh, verses, uh, which um, I will do also for the, uh, for the sake of... Uh, of uh, the tendril that is um, having so now we've completed the study and for to create the auspicious circumstances so that we may have the opportunity to study this text again in the future so um uh, so started to to read again the text so study started the text again over because once you've started something you out to finish it you have to finish it so that's why traditionally so this is how uh, always in in shadows you uh, you conclude uh, a text like that by uh, starting over the, the first, so I'll, I'll read again the, uh, the first couple of verses. So it says, 30 pieces of advice from the heart by Longchenpa. It says, In the midst of all of the all-encompassing sky of his wisdom, the absolute space, the warm rays of his compassion shining upon the clouds of his prayers, the abandoned rain of Amrita falls continuously on the field of the beings to be trained, ripening the sprouts of the three kayas. We bow down to the feet of, of the Guru, the protector, the supreme of the three jewels. 
through the power of my aspirations, I could join the supreme lineage of accomplishment. But lacking in diligence, this existence, lived in, in vain, comes now to its twilight. I had the intention to do as the rishis, but I am now utterly dejected, and I have seen others like me. This is why, to arouse in my mind a clear renunciation, I have uttered these 30 pieces of advice from the heart. So now we're going to dedicate the, uh, uh, the merit of, uh, the, um, f of studying this text for the sake of all sentient beings so that they may reach the state of complete enlightenment and for the, uh, for the spread of the teachings of the Dharma, which are the way, the, um, the basis for those beings to reach enlightenment. So, um, I mean, if, if you are not too much in a hurry, maybe we have a little bit of time for questions now. Uh, and also I wanted to, to say that, uh, so these uh, teachings I received from uh, His Honest Diego Kinsarimashi himself. So that's the lineage. Oh, yeah. Do you have questions? I have one question. Um, there was uh, a stanza um, where everyone stays with a de desire to be the greatest. Um, and then the advice from the heart was to be neither tense nor relaxed is my advice from the heart. Um, your explanation I understood but not really the connection between the um, advice from the heart and the text. So perhaps you can explain a bit more. Um. <laughs> Chuguba, <laughs> Chakwa <laughs> <laughs> 
So in verse uh, 19, I believe that that's right, wherever one stays with the desire to be the greatest, one will act in a traditional and clever fashion. But this is the cause of falling from the highest to the lowest. To be neither tense nor relaxed is my advice from the heart. And so the um, so here when it says with the desire to be the greatest, uh, we shouldn't understand desire here to mean like, you know, as usual, like kind of a, a lust or desire in this way. But it is just, it says, we need to understand this is the uh, the desire or you could say the wish to be the gre greatest. This is what we're talking about. Now, we're not talking about desire here. We're just uh, uh, talking about this kind of uh, uh, wish to be, you know, the number one, to be the best, to be recognized by everybody as such. And... And so this is, uh, uh, and so when it says to be neither uh, tense nor relaxed, is that says that in in some situation that we can be uh, pretty tense, and in some others uh, more relaxed. But it says that we should be uh, unbiased. You know, whatever situation, really be the same. When it talks about, because it says if you have the desire to be the the greatest, and then you will act. It says in a traditional and clever fashion. So as we said earlier. Actually, this, this refers to those three qualities, you know, of being uh, disciplined, learned, and kind-hearted. So you'll work your way through, you know, develop those qualities for the sake of um, others seeing you as, you know, the, uh, uh, the best and uh, uh, among all other people. And so that, if you have that kind of motivation, you'll, you will act in a kind of biased way. And you will act differently whether it is people that you like or people that you don't like, people that you respect or people that you don't respect, people who are close to you or people who are not close to you. And so that's why it says here to act in neither tense nor relaxed. That means whatever the situation, you should be the same act in the same way constantly you know have that kind of a so that's why not to tight not to uh, not to tense not to relax but constantly and no matter what is the situation no matter with whom you are to always you know be the same and act in the, in the same way oh yeah tandi dani zombo takani yebe de dani chud chuba den 
Um, also on this when he talks about about this the um says when we wish to be the uh, the greatest and uh, recognized by everybody as a uh, being you know the uh, the best possible person the kindest person and so on so has to do, has to do with those qualities you know being that we we cultivate those qualities of learnedness of discipline of kind heartedness in order for people to to recognize us to appreciate us but no matter how uh, famous we are then uh, this is not uh, reliable because at some point we're going to uh, be forgotten there's nothing in this world that is, you know, eternal and stable. And so everything that goes up will at some point go down. So however famous <coughs> we become, then that will not last. At a moment or another, we will be uh, forgotten. The only thing that is, uh, that is forever uh, a stable and a kind of a, um, um, a stable accomplishment is the state of enlightenment. Any other kind of uh, accomplishment, worldly accomplishment that we may have, and so like being famous, being one of them, then it's something that is very temporary and will cease at a moment or another. So it is uh, pointless also the, what is pointing out to also in these verses that it is pointless to, to make uh, efforts in order to gain that. Oh, yeah, that's Maybe the prayers? What do you think? Yeah, Jindu, that's perfect Jindu. Ah, there's one question. Over there, one question. Ken Rinpoche, because you've spent such a long time together with Dilgo Kyanser Rinpoche, and you've been also serving His Holiness, Pinner Rinpoche, Maybe you would be so kind to share some words about your experience of their kindness when you spend time with them, and maybe also about the Parinirvana of Pinner Rinpoche. Thank you. Shubhre, <laughs> Capjipinorum Chigi, Gombazoro, Tene, uh, Talo, Nadi Gombazor, Tene, Chigi, Gombazor, Tene, Chigi, Gombazor, Tene, Chigi, Gombazor, Tene, Chigi, Gombazor,
Ene kusili te nja do yodu korpava terete. Anzo mene gambi travacegen. Viropa javende sidi dindeva ngi keyo te te kubishene. Tere kubishene namsun. Ene çaro te zina. Ta ta antamanda pardon. Te njagre songe. Te yiçe çeçe yagre songe. Um, so to talk about the um, the qualities of um, these great masters, such as His Holiness Dugu Kinsarimpuchi or His Holiness Penarimpuchi, is not really possible, because for ordinary people like us, you know, that doesn't, you know, we cannot accommodate that in our limited minds. You know, it is beyond anything that we can express. If we really want to to talk about their qualities then we, we can't really express that. We can't understand that. We can't, you know, fathom that. It's really beyond our uh, limited minds. And um, yet, as for... So, Dugo Kinsarimpuche, so I, I spoke the other day, and that's been uh, recorded. So, I believe that uh, this uh, will be shown to you, or who's this... Um, uh, and Andy um, interviewed for The View magazine. So, you'll be, um, uh, you'll be shown that. Um, and for... Um, so he was he was recognized by the uh, the fourth Dzogchen uh, Rumpuche as an emanation and um, uh, of the uh, of Vimalamitra, and he was also. Uh, recognized by uh, Kempong Akchung as this great um, so emanation, and so it is as it says, you know, in the uh, in his long life prayer, it says, "You are the crown jewel of the five hundred scholars, the great scholar Vimalamitra, who has taken birth once again. You who have no rivals in spreading the heart essence of the teachings." I pray to Trupuam Pemanobu. So this the uh, um, it says so he was the emanation. He was of uh, Vimalamitra. He was Vimalamitra, and v- Vimalamitra was the uh, the foremost of the five hundred most learned um, pandit of India of his time, and so he. This is who uh, Penarambuchi was, and so he had uh, all those uh, those qualities. And so knowing that, you know, then uh, then we should uh, really have the. Uh, the confidence. This is on the basis of this that we develop the confidence and the appreciation of how incredible uh, being he was, and so the um, and so he was this um, so incredible emanation of Vimalamitra, and who came for the sake of the uh, the Dzogchen teachings in order to preserve those uh, special pith instruction of the Dzogchen uh, of the Dzogchen, pe- Dzogchen teachings. He appeared in the form of a human being. He took that kind of appearance in order to preserve those teachings, in order to help um, those teachings to be uh, shared with people. And he, um, he, has, been, um, he was, has been unwell for a few years before his Parinirvana. And so he was... Um, but this is the, um, the fact that the, uh, the Lama being, you know, a little bit unwell and uh, he passes away is uh, because of the lack of merit of the students. It is because of that. It is 
not because you know if you request the master to stay he would stay and the fact he doesn't stay is because of the lack of merit that is tho- uh, those are all those great masters are um, emanations of bodhisattvas that come or um, buddhas that come in order to uh, help sentient beings to train as it says you know train those beings to be trained tame those beings to be tamed uh, but then if there is no beings to be trained, that means you know we don't have the merit, we don't really appreciate the teachings, and so there's no one to be trained, well, there's no need for the emanations to appear, to train beings. And so this is, um, this is why, so the, um, um, that explains why, you know, those masters stay as long as uh, their um, activity can be furthered, and the best way to uh, maintain the, uh, the long life of the master is to really apply the instructions that they give to maintain the samayas. Because if the student do not apply the instruction of the master, they don't keep the samayas, then the activities, the enlightened activities that the master is trying to accomplish are not accomplished. means there's no purpose for these great emanations that came in order to accomplish those activities to be there, because they can't accomplish those activities. And so that's why... So the uh, the fact that the uh, the lamas pass into parinirvana in this way is just the expression of our lack of of merit, and uh, and so he, um, as you know, so has been um, ill for a number of years, and because you've uh, you've invited him uh, to come, you've invited Penaramichi to come here to Leablin to give transmissions, and for a few years uh, we tried to um, have him coming over and give those transmissions but it hasn't been possible. And, and so, but then in the past, you had the opportunity here, he came and gave the uh, Ningti Gyapshi transmission, so that is, you know, incredible, you're incredibly uh, blessed, and that was an incredible uh, opportunity. And the thing is that, so the, um, um, it is important, so whatever, you know, instruction that the, uh, the Lama give, that we're able to, to really put those into practice and to really apply them in order for the Lama to accomplish whatever enlightening activity he came to accomplish. Um, otherwise, if the, so there's, um, if he cannot accomplish those activities, so again, there's no purpose for the Lama to be there to stay, and so he passes away. And uh, so that is uh, what happened. This is the expression uh, of this. And so the uh, that, you know, this great lama came, comes, uh, gives peace instructions, but we are not able to remember those ins- those teachings they gave, those instructions they gave. We just forget them. We don't really apply them, and so there is uh, there is no much point, and that is why. So uh, the uh, the lama, this um, this emanation that came to tame beings, uh, cannot uh, does not stay any longer because there's no purpose. The um, the purpose of uh, his coming is not accomplished. Now, as for the kind of uh, signs that uh, appear, like uh, rainbow, um, rainbows and so on, at the uh, during the, the Parinirvana of His Holiness Penaramchi, so I brought uh, a video that was filmed during the uh, the ceremonies that were done at the um, in our monastery in South India, and so I gave uh, the uh, the CD to um, some people here. Volker, it seems. Names. Um, so this, uh, I, I gave it so that it be shown to to people, so that you. Um, and I think that's the best way for you to really gain, you know, confidence and that that trust in what happened. Really, more than me talking about it. 
Before we come to the long life prayers, I would like to say a few words of gratitude on behalf of all of us. We are so glad that you were able to spend these few days with us, even though your visa did not allow you to spend, uh, to stay for as long as you had planned. Last winter, a number of Shedra students had the opportunity to receive a teaching from you in Parping at the Dharma Center of Kempo Namdrol, with whom the Rigpa Sangha has established a very close connection over the last years. We feel so fortunate that you have now been able to come to Larabling and teach the Sangha here. We hope that this will lay the foundations for a strong connection with you for the future. Although Mao Zedong certainly made his contribution to the spread of the Buddhist teachings in the world, I think we would all agree that the contribution of a teacher like you, who upholds the authentic tradition of the Dharma with its twin aspect, aspects of transmission and realization, is of far greater ben value. When Sogya Rinpoche teaches, he frequently quotes from the works of the omniscient Longchen Rapjam. But this is one of the very few times that we received a complete teaching on a work by Longchenpa. As His Holiness the Dalai Lama encourages, encouraged us to study texts by Longchenpa, we hope that you can come back in the future and teach us more of his works. As you, are, as you are one of the senior most campus of the Nyingma School, we couldn't wish for a better teacher to do so. Rinpoche, as you will know, our three-year retreat is coming to an end. Next year, we will have a short Shedra program at Larabling. Since you mentioned that it was your original intention to spend a longer period of time here, it would be wonderful if you came back and taught us. And finally, we all pray for your long and healthy life. May all your aspirations come true and may your activities flourish. Thank you, Rinpoche, and please return again and again. And then I'm not sure if she's on, and then I'm not Um, 
So the um, I have so this um, you know I've, I've been having connection with Sugiyamchi for f- many many years now. I've been uh, we known each other for a long time. I've been you know uh, Dharma friend and uh, known each other uh, for a very long time. And he did ask me to come uh, quite uh, many years ago. Actually, you know he's been uh, asking me, and uh, but then so far I didn't have the opportunity to come. But then, um, as I was, uh, as I said, so uh, earlier when I met Rumchi in uh, in um, in November in the, um, in Nepal, so he invited me, and so at that time, so I had the intention to come here for about a week, but then I had some problem with uh, with visas, and so I could not, and so um, that's the um, that's what happened. So um, as for so uh, next year. I'm, uh, uh, I don't have any uh, particular program, so I'm uh, quite open to it. But then also, uh, I mean, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And, uh, you know, there's many parameters that come into um, into play. And so if you want this to happen, I think that the best way is to uh, really that you make expression prayers, that uh, you really, you know, you keep the samayas and you really um, um, apply those instructions, the teachings that you receive, uh, and uh, to yourself, and so maintaining the uh, uh, the samayas and making um, aspirations. So that is the, um, the the best way for for this kind of thing to uh, happen. And also uh, keeping in mind that uh, I'm actually myself. Um, I'm not so well, you know. I'm quite old, and so you know, there's no saying life being impermanent. Uh, there's no saying that the you know this thing can this gathering can happen next year. So. Uh, just, uh, but I'm um, since um, you know been uh, um, as a, a follower of the um, the old school of the of the Nyingma, and as um, as you are so so follower of the school and having you know strong devotion for Gurumpchi, so I feel also that uh, it could be uh, I'd be really happy to to share you know some 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 things with you and uh, some teachings with you. That is uh, something that I'm again I'm I'm quite open to. So uh, I'm praying that uh, uh, that this, you know, may uh, may work out. Hi, Anthony. Then I'm the Nidhi Yaji on top of the Tonjela. The Tonjela on the Ranjo Sondo. That long sugar, long than I know it's right away on my hands. It's a big hogger. Then I said to the deal. Long term, one top day in and long put your rest, conjunction with John, you want to 
So um, I received so the um, um, and so um, also for those who receive the uh, Ningti Kiyapshi empowerment, so I'm also uh, open to uh, giving you the uh, the reading transmission, the lung for the because uh, it's important to have the lung also for the uh, for those texts and uh, this is something I received myself a few times from His uh, Honest Kinsir Mshi, and so I'd be um, so for the entire Ningti Kiyapshi, so um, I'm also open to uh, to giving that. Kind of a transmission. And so the main thing is is really keep the samaya. You know, if you keep the samaya, then there won't be any problem. We'll we'll meet again, we'll gather again, and the, all this is going to work out. But then if you don't keep the samayas, then those uh, we may wish, you know, to do this, it will not happen, and a uh, lot of, you know, um, obstacles and problems may, may arise from this. So that is the, uh, uh, so please uh, keep the samaya. And then I'm uh, myself making aspiration prayer that uh, everything may work out fine. Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm, no, no, I think so. Mm-hmm.